Hey guys, check this out. I am officially now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink made to give you focus with no crash. If you guys are like me, you're always needing a burst of energy, especially with one with no crash. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, a nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. It keeps me awake with no jitters, guys. Check it out. Merch link is in the bio. Dubby. empowered like Jaden like Tim and like yours truly Jcal this is the Alliance Guys podcast a presentation of alliance-wrestling.com your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance my name is Jcal like I said and of course with me is Jaden the W pimp and Tim from NWA Gold gentlemen thank you for joining me this evening how are you after you Jaden after me, or did you say F me? <laughs> Either way. Which, whichever works for you. After you, sir. Uh, well, let's see. I am right now drinking about a half a gallon of W to get ready for this uh, this event. Yeah, I can tell I'm used to that. To get ready for this show. And I'm ready to talk about... Uh, what are we talking about again? Wrestling, NWA. Um, oh, really? Oh, oh, there's not enough W enough for that. <laughs> I, I have... I got look. I just got my shipment today. My new shipment. I got the uh, the uh, Galaxy Grenade. I've got the Dragonade. I'm kind of excited to try that one. I also have the Peach because that's the one that I love the most. And you know the cool thing is, is when you buy this particular shaker, they plant a tree uh, for every one of these that they sell. So I'm very excited to uh, partner with somebody that uh, cares about the environment, and I do like that. <laughs> Luthez just popped me with the wubba lubba dub dub drink dubby. <laughs> Somehow I got to work that into one of the uh, future episodes. Thanks for that, Lou. Um, I see all of our uh, friends and pals are here in the chat already. We've got, uh, uh, like I said, Luthez is here. Willie's here. Um, Matt's here. Not Mike. Matt, not Mike. Um, he now affectionately calls me Joey. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll get some more people here momentarily. I know... Uh, it looks like uh, Mr. Uh, Jaden's having some issues getting back on. And I know that our, our good pal DCAM um, is actually taking the month of December off. So uh, you're not going to be able to see his handsome mug here. But got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, especially next week. We'll be doing an interview with uh, Mr. Uh, Danny Limelight as he heads into his big title match with uh, Jordan Clearwater, United Wrestling Network World Champion. That event takes place December 11th. We'll be talking to him next week. Also, we'll be talking to, um, oh, man, I just had a total brain fart on uh, my friend's name, um, Wrestleville. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, Vinny. Yeah, Vinny. We'll be talking to Vinny of Wrestle, uh, Wrestleville, excuse me, about the new book that's coming out, of course. Uh, Vinny had, uh, we came on last year to promote the book he had last year, um, which he interviewed a ton of talent from the um, 
like Southwest uh, in, in like the, the mid South area. Uh, a lot of uh, professional wrestlers like Tim Storm was in there. Um, I believe he talked to, uh, uh, I want to say he talked to Jack Stain, but now I don't remember. I know he's got the new book out. So we'll be talking to him and, uh, you know, kind of celebrating that book. Do you have it right there with you? It's here somewhere. Give me a second. <laughs> I, I, I'm in the same boat as you were in. I have it here somewhere. This is a professional podcast. I'm I mean, let's call it. I got it. Wrestleville, Vinnie Berry. Oh, no, this is my uh, Legends of SoCal Wrestling. It's a good book. Uh, you know, I enjoy it. He's a, he's a great guy and some really great stories. Yeah. What I uh, and, and I like that he paid homage to the both uh, present and past. You know, it was, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, in the future as well. There, It wasn't just like some old folks, you know, showing up to talk wrestling. There was a lot of uh, content in there both new and old. So I did appreciate that. And uh, we got Jaden, the W pimp back. Um, I also want to say what's up to uh, Sean mega Carlton, um, James H Jackson. Uh, yeah. That's, it's very fun to uh, be a part of it. And look at that. Luthes, man, he's picking us all up tonight. DK will be missed, but the Alliance has zero weaklings. Oh, I respect you. You you were the man. Uh, you know this. It's kind of funny. Um, uh, our our pal Lamb Lamb does a lot of the writing on the website now. Lamb and, and Chris, and he kind of posted something about how much the Alliance blog has grown in the last, you know, four years or so. And and, and DKM has been around since day one. Jane's been around here since day one. But I really do love this team that we have going forward. And next week, Rick Del Santo will be sitting in that co-host chair. So I'm I'm excited about where we're going, not just in 2022, but 2023 and beyond. And uh, hopefully, we'll do some more fun stuff in the in the next year. I know that uh, the 75th anniversary show that's a done deal. I know Tim is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Hopefully, we can drag DKM out there. I know Jaden isn't going to go out there because Jaden doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> He's a bit of a homebody. I am everywhere. I'm international jet setting. I just don't go to places like uh, where is that event going to be? St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, I don't go to places like St. Louis. <laughs> what if it was in Glassboro? Would you go there? No, because it would probably be too busy promoting Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. Oh, hey, James Jackson even says he's going to try to make the 75th anniversary show. So you know it'll be a party if James is going to be there. If you guys want to save your money, go to the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators event in uh, March and you'll actually get to see a good event instead. I'm or sure you'll tell us later, but what's the date for that? I have no idea. I'll have to figure okay. it out. All right. Um, well, we, look, there's already uh, advanced discussion on uh, an Alliance blog trip out there too. So uh, we're, we're doing more. We want to have this uh, more of a community. Like you guys are the best. You support us, whether you're buying merch, whether you're buying some, some Debbie. Or if you're just uh, here each and every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday to talk. Did I say Friday? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to talk some wrestling. So, uh, you know, that's really all the support that I've ever asked from you guys. And I appreciate you guys being here. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a community. You guys are my friends. Uh, and I appreciate you all being here. And we just talk wrestling. And uh, Willie Bowen has the tires joke of the night. The alliance has grown just like Tyrus's appetite. Well, that's because that's a black hole right there. Why is the whole it just sucks be black? everything. 
That's racist, man. <laughs> what? What? By the way, Saturday night, March twenty fifth. Yeah. Okay. Tim, I had to text Doctor Zirconium to find out. I didn't know. <laughs> Tim, I have to ask because that is looking pretty spectacular. What is that crest? That NWA crest that's behind you? Oh, that's a really bad uh, belt plate that I got a um, a bootleg guy to send me from overseas. This was the, um, you know, this one. This was the uh, Severin title. The Severin title, yeah. That's uh, you know what though, just like that. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's um, I dig it. Yeah, it's it's kind of in bad shape, but didn't cost much. <laughs> That's that. That's my favorite. Is it didn't cost much, yeah. and and Tim, we I know that a lot of our our viewers and our subscribers, our followers, and all that good stuff, they follow you on um, Twitter, and hopefully they're following you on Instagram and and Facebook. But you're giving away another title. I am. I uh, I so I am I am rebranding, and unfortunately, this hasn't translated well to people's understanding on Twitter. I blame myself. Um, it happens. I am give. It's actually right here. I am giving away <clears throat> a bootleg premier ten pounds of gold. Uh, she's in great shape. First belt I ever bought a few years ago. Um, and uh, there's a long story I won't go into about why I don't buy bootlegs anymore. But the short version is I'm trying to support uh, authentic title makers. So I'm giving away the collection that I have previously had. But I'm rebranding NWA Gold as something else. I'm just taking the NWA out. Uh, nobody's made me. <laughs> it's just at some point, you got to stand on your own two feet. I'm still all NWA, only NWA belts in, in my future, um, as far as I know, anyway. And uh, so, yeah, you can go to my Twitter page and you can make a suggestion that it's got a pinned tweet right at the top. And if we use yours, the belt's yours. I'll ship it to you. Yeah, I mean, um, very much like you early on in this whole game, I was uh, this whole podcast before it was a podcast, just the website. It was the NWA Wrestling Fan Site dot blogspot dot com, which was a very long name to basically say, "Hey, fans of the NWA." And and uh, that was back when Bob Trobich was still running the NWA, and I had a a great relationship with him but the the point came when i said something that wasn't liked by the nwa and they never threatened anything but i thought huh at some point they could tell me we don't want you running anything with the nwa in it and it could be litigious the guy's an attorney for crying out loud he could have sued me so i thought you know what it's it's time to get uh my own identity maybe yeah. i want to sell t-shirts or hats or or just don't want to um put myself in uh be liable for anything uh directly connected to the nwa so i i changed my name and i don't regret it at all so i'm excited to see what's next for you uh now that you'll have a new name in the game you know it's funny i know you and i talked offline before about that i reached out to gary horn uh, yeah as well and you know gary runs the um this is pro wrestling podcast the the nwa's podcast but before they were This Is Pro Wrestling, they were This Is The NWA. And I said, hey, did you guys ever get talked to about maybe changing your name? Or did you talk to Billy about it? And 
I won't tell you everything Gary uh, said, although none, none of it was, you know, too revealing. But he basically said, you know, we we'd thought about changing it, and we decided, you know, not from anything that the NWA said that Billy said, but more about what they didn't say. <laughs> so, so uh, it wasn't like anyone was going to be litigious to them, yeah. but it wasn't really the best idea to keep the name. So I kind of sealed the deal for me. Yeah. And, and one of the other things that um, about that as well is uh, when you think about the NWA and, and, you know, calling yourself, this is the NWA. I mean, you're only limited to talk about the national wrestling Alliance and you said it just now, Hey, I'm still going to just cover NWA championship belts. But if the time ever comes that you want to do something more or different, like you don't want to be hamstrung by a name. The Alliance isn't just about the Alliance, uh, the national wrestling Alliance. It's about the Alliance of the fans and supporters of pro wrestling that we've cultivated here the last 15 years. So, you know, when I, when, when, when the time comes, uh, you know, if I decide to stop talking about the NWA and start talking about MLW, I don't have to change my name for that. I'm still the Alliance blog. We're still at a community that's talking about pro wrestling. Uh, but, you know, it's yeah. just, I think it's a smart move for you anyways. And on the other Alliance, guys, we have a segment every week on the United Wrestling Network. Yep. Where, where Jeremy Wrestling with the MMA goes over all the results from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and Memphis Wrestling. Yeah. And, oh, and you, you know, and uh, Chris Drummond uh, asks, wants to ask you a question. I think maybe you might hit him up offline, but you could uh, maybe react to what he said right here. I'm thinking about belt collecting myself, Tim. I'm trying to get an AEW world title, IWGP world title, and maybe the NWA North American title. Uh, any recommendations for our pal Chris? Yeah, just really briefly go to www.belttalk.com. And join up on that website there. Uh, that is Dan Van Al's uh, website, who previously has made titles for the NWA. Um, and there is a very active, uh, very knowledgeable uh, chat about where the best places to get them are and places that you should avoid, because there are lots of places you should avoid. So, so yeah, go there and they'll have all the answers you need, man. That's awesome. Or hit me up offline and all. And, 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 you know, Jaden is someone who's helped procure championship title belts. Like, what recommendations do you have? Um, dog gold. Um, don't put stickers on replicas. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, that's a good recommendation. Get Nowadays, you can get belts at a reasonable price. Even much, even the higher quality belts are a lot cheaper than they were when my was looking into them back in the day. Um, so if you don't have a unique looking belt or at least a really cool stolen design, um, <laughs> think about doing so because it really makes you look like a, a backyard promotion when you use one of those replica belts or even worse, one of those trophy belts that you can get for like 50 bucks that have like that you get for like world hot dog eating championship or something like that, or best employee or favorite NFL fan. Yeah. You get what you pay for. We, we had a, a years and years ago, uh, early on in this podcast, we were representing, uh, replica belts.com. 
um, which were really not great quality title belts. Uh, you know, I, I still love the people involved with it, but uh, yeah, th- those designs were pretty, uh, pretty trash. You know what? At least they're not NWA Mountain State original belts. No, much better than those. Terrible. I think, I think you could probably go to like a uh, a bowling uh, trophy type store and get better belts uh, made than you would at uh, Smoky Mountain. No, excuse me, Mountain State, not Smoky Mountain. I don't remember the details, but I remember talking to someone around there. I don't remember if it was one of the promoters, and they're like, "Oh, that this I don't remember this belt. This wasn't ours." <laughs> well, yeah, this this was yours. So. There was a. I think uh, Cucumber and Company, uh, Jaden, is that right? Cucumber and Company? Does that yes. sound right to you? They were responsible for filming their shows, and, and uh, Scott Slasher from Cucumber and Company, he could probably fill you in on a lot of the details with the um, Mountain State belts if you ever choose to do that. Right. What and- ugly belt, what really, really ugly belt do you guys want to own? Is there anyone out there that's so ugly you just want to see it? I have like three of them. Uh, the first one is the Cloverleaf Junior Heavyweight Championship that the NWA had. Uh, I love that belt. I know it's 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 god awful ugly, but I just it isn't. It's beautiful. I love it. It's so charming, and I, I love that belt. I also love the uh, North American Championship that both Drew Onyx and uh, and uh, 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 Damian Wayne held. The same belt that Jeff Jarrett had on Monday Night Raw when the NWA invaded WWF. I love that belt. And I guess that's the I guess that's it for now. Those are the two that really stand out in my mind. If if I were to go buy a belt, those are the two that I would consider. I mean, ugly Tampa. belts. Um, I think it's blue collar specific Northwest um, Championship. It's the ugliest thing you've ever seen. It's like a TV champion. I yeah. don't know what it is. I just I dig it. It looks like someone made it in their garage, and um, but put so much love and heart into it. And there's a video of a guy who owns one online and he's he's nearly crying he's so happy so if there's a charm to some of these things what about you Jaden? what do you what do you love out there there is the old wwa championship held by the spider formerly eventually known as headbanger thrasher and chris candido and i remember it was one of those old like cast belts and the all the um I'm going to use air quotes. Diamonds were falling out and it was scuffed up and I wanted that belt. And Dennis Carluzzo promised me if I sold a bunch of tickets, he would give it to me. And I want my damn belt, Dennis, come back and give me to me. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go down there where you are and come get it. <laughs> okay. One, one more belt that I would, I would absolutely like to own is the NWA America's heavyweight championship. That was a staple of the uh, grand Olympic auditorium days. And that belt, um, it was the WWA um, America's Championship before becoming the NWA America's Championship. And it's, I don't have a great picture of it. I'm looking at it on my phone right now. And it's, it's, it's got like chains that connect the, uh, the plates on the side to the main plate. And it's got some sort of bird, almost looks like a giant goose with a crown over it. If you guys have ever seen it, it's, oh, yeah. It, awful but it's also amazing i i would love to own that belt but when, uh, yeah go ahead when when uh dave marquez first left the nwa or i guess was forced out of the nwa um 
he was showing me potential designs for the next thing that they were going to do. And they thought long and hard about going with the WWA instead of the United Wrestling Network. And they would have went all in, including having belts similar to those of yesteryear. Um, I think Cooler Heads prevailed and they went with the United Wrestling Network. But that that belt haunts me in the most delightful ways. I thought of another one. Yeah. The current NWA national title. That thing is fuzzy. Oh, yeah. That's that's an ugly belt. Yeah, I like it. It's, uh, it is ugly, but I dig it. I remember Dave Lagana affectionately called it the seahorse title because it has the seahorse on it. Mm-hmm. That um, UWN World Championship that uh, they have is beautiful. Oh, that's a great looking belt. I'm also very, um, I'm also very happy with uh, the old NWA Heritage title. Um, if Dave Marquez passes away, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him for that one. Oh, that's awesome! That thing. That's a beautiful I, belt. Why are you gonna ask him with a Ouija board? Yeah, right. Well, maybe I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll ask one of his, uh, ask the dog, ask Sport if he can get that for me. Adam Pierce asked for it on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. He's like, hey, yeah, first champ, Christmas is coming. Just saying. Yeah. I, I mean, look, if anyone should have it, if it's not Marquez, it should be Pierce. But uh, yeah. that that belt was very significant. You know, and, 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 and you know, I, I can't, uh, I can't thank Tim enough for my replica of the British Commonwealth Championship, but that was, that was the main title for what Dave was doing for like the first year that they were quote unquote in the NWA. And then they decided to make that heritage championship. And that belt literally went all over the Southwest. It, it kind of followed the Bible, you know, the Bible belt um, title defenses in Florida, title defenses in Texas. Sean Waltman won the belt. Uh, TJ Perkins is a former champion. Ryan Taylor, uh, you know, uh, uh, old school Oliver John, and then uh, of course it ended with Sawada, who apparently lost it during a, the tsunami, and then somehow they found it. Real, real uh, sus- suspect circumstances, but that belt is gorgeous, and I would love to see that title still being used today. It's nice that it made it home to to Mr. Marquez, and well, the, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, sorry if I keep talking over you. Um, I know that at one point Sawada was supposed to defend that title in the Inoki Genome Federation, the IGF, which was like the uh, what Inoki did after he left um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. But I don't think the title ever had any defenses in the IGF, mm. and so like it's. But Sawada was a, a regular um, competitor for the IGF, and I don't know, it just never came to fruition. But I, like. I just kind of imagine how cool that history would have been if, like, uh, Sawada did defend that title in Japan. You know, how, how that, that'd be pretty awesome. 100%. Willie likes the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. I'm, I'm best betting he's talking about the uh, um, Jim Crockett, uh, you know, Eagle version. That thing's amazing. I agree on that one. That was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tim. Yeah. Red or black TV title? It's black, my friend. See? Jay's wrong. He's just wrong. Once you go black, you can never go back. <laughs> you got it. I'd rather be dead than have a belt that's not red. It's pretty good off the cuff. It looks like a toy on a red belt, though. I, I don't know why. It just does. Doesn't look legit, man. 
You know, How does this look like a toy, man. That's so sexy. You know who held this belt? Arn Anderson held this belt. He also held the black one. That worked better. Tomato, tomato, I guess. That's why it's red, because uh, Tyrus spilled ketchup all over it. Oh, hey, Willie will do the jokes around here, okay? <laughs> Leave the joke, the Tyrus jokes to the professionals, Jaden. Um, man, we just spent 30 minutes not talking anything about power. That's How refreshing is that? What do you mean? We do it every week. We always try to avoid talking about power. <laughs> we, we delay the inevitable as much as we can. I, hey, look, I did want to talk about a few things before we got to power, though. Um, you know, a few things that I, I had actually planned on talking about. And the first and foremost is you, you got to tip your hat to Camille. I, I said this the other day on the on the other podcast, but like this chick, and I mean that in the most respectful way possible, is literally defending that title in uh, Colorado next weekend, or actually this weekend. And then she defends the title. Um, I'm not familiar with FWE, but then she goes to the UK to defend the title. And it's like, you know, we, we keep talking about what we wanted out of our world champions. And Camille legitimately personifies the, the glory days of the National Wrestling Alliance, that traveling champion. She has as many defenses outside the NWA as she does in inside the NWA. She's showing everybody... How it should be done, right? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, I I hear advocate that we should just start calling Camille the national treasure because obviously she's earned that moniker. And I mean, look, there's something to be said when your world's heavyweight champion is literally on primetime television holding the 10 pounds of gold. I mean, I get it. I totally get the appeal of it. But, like, be a lot cooler if he was wrestling as champion. Yeah. Be cool if he can come off the top rope with a knee drop. You know, I, I know when Andre was younger, he was doing moves that were like borderline cruiserweight style of wrestling. I don't need him to do moves off the top rope. Um, I just want to see him move fluidly in the ring. And I know he's lost a lot of weight. I will say, like, I, I'm not going to disparage him in terms of his in ring shape because I think it's gotten a lot better. But like it's still like he still has some ways to go before I think he would what I would call entering ready. And I don't know if he can ever get there. Well, how old is he now? 49? Yeah, he'll be 50 soon. Yeah, it's difficult to get, you know, once you're over 35, I think, more and more difficult to get back into a working shape. Well, rounds escape. <laughs> well, that's why they sell steroids. And HGH. Not that I'm advocating, but I'm yeah. just telling you. Yeah. That sounded really bad. I, 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 yeah, you just, yeah, cut that one out in the post. Eh? Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to sound that awful. <laughs> Why not? The Rock can do it. No, The Rock is a different animal, though. <clears throat> um, me, uh, Matt says uh, Camille's new silver hairdo. Hubba hubba. Uh James H. Jackson says, this is like a Camille crusade. Yes. Please hashtag that when you post about Camille on Twitter. Um, Willie says, absolutely correct, media. The Smoky Mountain title was horrible. The Smoky Mountain title? I like the Smoky Mountain title. I think he means the uh, Mountain, Mountain State. State. Dave Scooby says, imagine Tom. Yeah, Tom would be great with the world's heavyweight title, especially now. Uh you know, there's nothing holding him back, so to speak, anymore. I think it'd be great. 
And Sean Mega says that Camille and Tom uh, are probably in their last days with the NWA. I don't know if I th- agree with that, to be perfectly honest. And Matt says, uh, I'm still waiting for Tyrus to come out with a King Hippo intro on Gutfield. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you why don't why don't you think that they're that they're bound to move on at some point soon? I think so it's unfortunate, but with Tom Latimer, he has a lot of skeletons in the closet. Now he's very he's very uh, vocal about those uh skeletons in the his closet. He just mentioned that he spent three years, the last three years, being sober, which I think is great for him as an individual. Um, like I read extensively what he wrote, uh, how, how like every time he had a drink, it felt like a demon was coming inside of him, and I, I can empathize with that. But that doesn't mean that people forget. And as much as like you know, he's, I, I feel like he's paid his dues. Like people have long term memories. I, it was just a few years ago before COVID. Him and Camille were set to go to the United Kingdom to, to wrestle in a show. And there was outrage from the fans because, oh, this guy's a woman beater. And that's not even technically what, what the story is. And, and a lot of people just got it wrong. And I, I think that sucks because of, uh, you know, again, he I, th- I feel like he's paid his dues. Um, so I, you look at what's viable out there. What could potentially be a, a landing spot for Tom Latimer. Let's leave Camille out of the equation for a second, just for Tom Latimer. Um, I feel like if he went to MLW, that's a lateral transfer. That's not much different. If he went to the United Wrestling Network, it's the same thing. It's not really different. What's the next step? Impact? Is there a spot for him in Impact? Would it be NXT? Sure, Surely he'd, he could be something special and unique for NXT, but again, you know, Charlotte Flair still wrestles for the World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, I don't know if she would be okay with him coming back. Um, and then, of course, like where would he fit in an AEW? That roster's so bloated as it is. So then you start looking outside, like uh, you know what Japan. Does that really work for him? Uh, you know, I, I just don't see it. So I don't see a spot for him to go. Now Camille's a little bit different story, but also. That's her husband. Maybe she's just content where she's at because, look, they treat her like she's the most amazing thing in the world. She's over with the fan base. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what Billy's paying her, but I, I can't imagine it's it's on the low end. And the fact of the matter is she can still take all the indie dates that she wants. And, uh, you know, she's still fa- fairly young. So, I don't know. I just don't see that happening anytime soon. I think she's, what, 30? I think she's 30. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, I mean, do you see a landing spot for Tom and Camille? I mean, do you are you reading some tea leaves I'm not picking up? Not at all. But I, if I did, it would probably be impact. Yeah. It just seems like a slightly upward uh, move. Uh, I don't know if MLW is lateral. It, maybe it is. Uh, but... Um, no, I, I would I would think probably impact. The thing with Latimer is he's beyond all of the stuff that you just mentioned. He's got the look, you know, he's got the voice. Uh, you know, having that accent does not hurt Tom Tom Latimer. No. He he sounds great, he looks great, he's great and he's good in the ring, you know. Yeah, for sure. 
And I, if I were the NWA, I'd go all for broke on both he and Camille right now as the power couple. I, I feel like here, I, I think if, if we're going to fantasy book here just for a minute, I think I'm going to leave the belt on, on, um, Tyrus probably until maybe like the 75th anniversary show. Yeah. And I'm going to spend all that time building Tom up to be the guy, not, not Matt Cardona, not EC3 and not even Trevor Murdoch. I'm going to spend all this time to put over Tom Latimer as the, you know, like a, a, a almost like a Lex Luger esque type character. Right. And have him come and finally take the title off as a baby face and slowly revert back into that heel that he was. But right. give, give him the next six months to become worthy of that title shot. Have him beat the EC3s. Have him beat the Trevor Murdochs and beat everyone else that stands in his way to get to that title where it will be undeniable and the fans will be clamoring for it. You know, like you, we, we look back at the Trevor Murdoch, uh, Nick Aldis run, right? Leading up to the St. Louis 73rd anniversary show. And, and my God, everyone wanted that match so bad. They wanted Murdoch. And all this so bad. And I, I'm over here. I was the guy saying, hey, I want Pope in this match. I'd rather Pope versus all this. But they went with Murdoch because that's what the fans wanted. That's what uh, Billy wanted. And it and it worked. It, the storyline was, it, it worked building up to it. I say, don't rush it. Give us time to, to not only appreciate Latimer, but wonder why the hell he isn't in the title picture. And let, let the screwballs get in the way. You know, let, let, let a feud with, uh, Scion get in front of them. Let let a feud with Jordan Clearwater get in front of them, but build up victory after victory on the path to Tyrus at the seventy fifth. That's how you draw money, and uh, you know Tom Latimer, especially with Camille, is money. Maybe the other way around, you can say that Camille with Tom Latimer's money. She's money on her own. Yeah, but um, I, I think that you're absolutely right, and I think that there's a business reason to keep that belt on Tyrus, right? We all kind of assume after the initial, oh my God, the universe has exploded because he's champ now, uh, week or, or so that we act together collectively. I put yeah. myself in that bunch. Um, it's, you know, let's see how it translates from dragging viewers over from, from Gutfeld on Fox. And there was a really interesting thing uh, that I heard on uh, uh, Pope's point of view, his podcast that he has with Poyo Del Mar, where I think it was Poyo who said, um, you know, the average, uh, it was Pope, and then I think Poyo looked it up, but the average viewer for Fox News, and of course we know the ratings are extremely high over there, is 66 years old. Whoa. And it's, that's, a, that's a male who's 66 years old. And that sounds old, and who who at 66 wants to come over and watch wrestling today? Well, there's a lot of, when the NWA was doing extremely well on the big stage, a lot of people who remember Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Magnum TA, the Road Warriors. What is, what's going on over there in the NWA now? You know? Yeah. And uh, maybe they follow and come over and get some ratings. So I think you have to see how that pans out over a six you know, nine month period or whatever. They just got to have some people to make Tyrus continue to, well, or start to look good, uh, you know, for that period. Do you think those guys are on the roster right now? I think that Tyrus can have a decent match with a couple of guys on the roster. But if you're saving a Tom Latimer, uh, 
or you're saving a pope, um, you you got to have some guys who go down in flames with them. Uh, Anthony Mayweather is is would be one of those. I'd say, you know, let's see if we can get a, a match between those two guys. Maybe Odinson. He took it to uh, Tyrus at one point in the uh, not too distant past. That TV uh, title match, right? Yeah, really gave it to him uh, with like a million of those Asgardian uppercuts in a row. So, uh, you know, Willie Bowen says Dak, Dak, Dak Draper. He's had an amazing quick run. Kratos would be the other one, I would say, as well. I, I think uh, I'm going to I'm gonna follow you with Crimson Mayweather, Crime Weather, and bring Crimeweather, up, yeah. <laughs> and bring up um, Jack Stain, like my pal yeah. Jack Stain. He's a guy that's on the roster. He's got Chris Silvio to do his talking. He's intimidating. He's big. He's strong. Um, I don't know how how he can maneuver Tyrus in the ring, but if there's anyone on the roster that can do it, it's certainly him. And I, I think you know you got to honor that match with Matt Cardona. You got to honor another rematch with with Trevor Murdoch. You put Jack Stain in the mix. You put like you said, Crime Weather in the mix, and and uh, someone else had another good name. Oh, you you just said it, Kratos. Yeah. And I think if you put those people in line. And and Tyrus wins all of those matches, you know, he's that you're gonna build him up. He's gonna look good if the match goes well. I mean, if he looks like shit in the match, I mean, you can't shine a turd. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I didn't add Jack Stain because <clears throat> if there's somebody that they can build up, you know, amongst that that isn't Pope, or because I, I really want it to be Pope, but if That's it isn't here. Pope. Yeah, if it isn't Pope and it isn't Latimer, Jack Stain just makes a ton of sense to me. You know? If I if I put on my fantasy booking hat one more time, yeah. Um, and if I'm running the NWA, if Billy handed me the book right now, my long term program would be the Pope, and and uh, a heel, um, Tom Latimer, and that would be my world title. That that would be my Sting. Versus Lex Luger going for that world's heavyweight championship. Two younger guys with some of the older, you know, older talent out of the picture. And I look, don't get me wrong. I know Pope, Pope isn't a younger guy, but the perception is that he's more fresh than perhaps like a Tyrus. And then you've got, again, uh, you've got uh, uh, Latimer who's just been outstanding and he can kind of fill in that role too. And you got Pope who's super charismatic and you've got Latimer who's kind of like, just, you know, I mean, he too is charismatic. Don't get me wrong, but he's he's so jacked up. He's so ready to go. And you have those two guys on the mic trying to sell you tickets to, uh, you know, hard times four. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think Jaden's probably the biggest proponent of this. It's not the talent. It's the booking. You know, we, they've got some stars. They just need to find someone who can get them where they need to be. Uh, Luthez just said something that does make me a little bit sad. Um, an unpopular opinion. Pope is about to age out of contention. What do you mean? He's just about the right age to win a championship now in the NWA. For, for the NWA, he's right there. I mean, 49-50, I think, is with that, uh, that uh, wheelhouse right now. Oh, it's Pope. I think Pope is like 49. I'll look it up right now. Really? Depends which Pope you're talking about. I think the current one's like 90. 
Ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum. I would pay to see that match. Oh, you know what? Pope actually Pope is only 44. Me and Pope are the same age. So that you know what? That gives me a little bit more hope for the Pope. You got hope for the Pope. <laughs> so what you're saying, Jay, is that you are a potential challenger for the 10 pounds of gold. I mean, look, uh, if if if, uh, if I could train under the tutelage of Jack Stain and, and Chris Silvio, I think they can get me ready. You see Chris Silvio on Twitter today? Do you like how dude, ripped that dude, guy is? Dude is jacked. And, and I like his character. I like the swarmy attorney. But, like, honestly, I, I would like to see that guy actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he, he could do some uh, interesting things in the ring. I mean, Obviously, I don't look at him as a guy that's going to potentially be the next uh, national champion. But, you know, it, it never hurts to have more guys in the ring that look good, that can wrestle well, cut promos. I mean, Scott yeah. Scott Bomer, I think I said that right. If Pope isn't in contention for the world title, he could be a tremendous national champion. I agree with that, too. I, I, I'm all right with that, too. Um, but, the, but, yeah, I mean – to, to Luthez's point, the NWA needs to go younger. And we're kind of seeing that happen now. Of course, Jordan Clearwater winning the television title. Um, first match out is against Mims. Both guys are under 30. Uh, you've got uh, Sion, who, again, he's not the youngest guy, but he's in his 40s. And that's, you know, early 40s is a lot better than late 40s in terms of uh, holding titles. You've got Mecha Wolf and, and – uh, uh, Mecha Wolf and Base DSA stay safe holding the tag titles. Both those guys are relatively young. I think in like mid 30s for both those guys. Um, there's a lot more people. Uh, well, James H. Jackson is saying that Pope is 41. But uh, I don't know. I, I I got my information from Cage Match, and it doesn't say when what year he was born, just says he's 41. So well, you know, I got to remember, like we said before, right? The NWA is uh, like a minor league sports team. Yep. We're going to have the really young on their way up. We're going to have the old on their way down. All I'm saying is don't be a dope. Have hope for Pope. <laughs> Sold. Sold. We got to have that poster, you know, like Obama style. You Hope for Pope. Do they still have that meme generator? Because they do, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I because I have a lot of pictures. All right, now let me take a note here. What I'm gonna do after the show goes off the air. Hope for Pope. We're gonna get that guy a title shot one way or the other. Speaking Hashtag of a guy, hope for Pope. Speaking of a guy that I know that Tim and I would both like to see hold, or at least have an opportunity to wrestle against the world's heavyweight champion, uh, Tyrus, would be Drew Onyx. And then some of you in this chat don't know who Drew Onyx is, and, and for that, I'm sorry. Uh, Drew Onyx is a very charismatic performer in his own right. Uh, he was the NWA British Commonwealth champion multiple times over, having defended that title in uh, the Bahamas, having defended that title in the United Kingdom, having defended the title in Canada multiple times. And of course most notably defending that title in Santa Monica against Prince Fergal Devitt and, uh, and, and, and wrestling matches with uh, Dave Marquez's uh, NWA pro wrestling at the time. Um, I, 
I feel like Drew Onyx never really got his spot in the sun for, with the NWA under those uh, Bob Trobich years. And as somebody who is as big as he is, because I believe he's about six foot two, and I think he's close to 350, 380, he's a big guy. And 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 I know you've talked to him quite a bit, Tim. What I mean, what do you think about that one? I think it's amazing. I I'm repping the shirt right now. Uh, you know, he's a he's a friend. He is a former NWA North American and British Commonwealth champion. But you're right; he never quite had his particular uh, due in the sunshine for a long period of time. Part of that, I think, is because he split his time as uh, son of the butcher, uh, Soa Amin, uh, son of Abdullah. If you want, if you want to yeah. read that, uh, he did that over in uh, the UK as well, where he spent a lot of time with UK Hammerlock, and you know, he so he's wrestled. Adam Pierce, I think he lost that title too at one point. Yeah, uh, Fergal Devitt, and like you mentioned, and um, and he's he promoted NWA uh, Quebec. Um, he still physically has the title. It's used as an independent right now at Torture Chamber Pro Wrestling Dojo, and um, it's actually up this I think in the next week or two. Uh, but he's a super charismatic guy, as you mentioned. Great talker, could talk his ass off. He's just—he's a big guy, like like uh, like Tyrus, and it, it'd just be a hell of a hoss fight. I'd love to see it happen. And and let's not uh, let's not sleep on the fact either that with both of them being so eloquently spoken, those promo battles would be money. I mean, you might have to grab a dictionary to look some of these terms up, but uh, both those men speak very eloquently and uh, can certainly paint a picture with their words. I mean, if they weren't so uh, so much into wrestling, they'd be great commentators um, just because they can paint a story with these words. I also wanted to point out that uh, Adronix did a lot of uh, wrestling back in the day with Kevin Owens, Kevin right. Steen, and, uh, and uh, of course, um, uh, El Ridiculoso. So, I mean, uh, to say that he's got some pedigree behind him is, is, is warranted. And I don't know if, if uh, Tyrus is willing to take title matches outside of the United States. I don't even know if Tyrus is willing to defend the title outside of the NWA. But if somebody is out there who can run this up the flagpole, I mean, I would love to see, you know, the, the world's heavyweight champion put the world in that title belt and defend in Canada, maybe in like a Nova Scotia, maybe in Quebec, maybe in Toronto, and defend the 10 pounds of gold against... Drew Onyx. Ah! Ah! Hey, Tim, is there an all-you-can-eat poutine buffet somewhere that we, they can sponsor and get uh, Tyrus to Canada? I have to ask Willie Bowen about that one. I uh, I don't know if there's an all-you-can-eat one. We have some fantastic poutine places. What What is the uh, what is the the New Jersey dish of choice? Well, believe it or not, some crap called Taylor Ham, aka uh, garbage in round circles and and cheese. It's absolutely, it's disgusting. It's um, pork roll, and it's revolting. And I don't know why anybody likes it, and it's stupid. But <laughs> New Jersey's definitely got some good pizza, and we can yeah. steal some. The only thing good about Philadelphia is the food, so we can get some good food from New York and from Philly, because otherwise those places are dumps. But the poison water makes great bread. 
It's true, but the Eagles only lost one game this year, buddy. Yeah, well, they'll choke like in the playoffs, like they always do. Uh, not like they always do. Yeah, they. you know what? The only time they won once, and they had to sacrifice Harry Carey to do it. Just like the Phillies. They had to sacrifice their soul to the devil. <laughs> they did win the national championship in 1960 before the Super Bowl existed. So I count that as two titles. All right. Title Town, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm a I'm a hockey fan anyway, and um, I can say that the Philadelphia Flyers have not won any championships since the uh, Devils have been in the league in 1982. But the Devils have three cups. There you go. And uh, my Angels have a World Series ring back in 2002. I was there, and uh, that's all I've got to add to this conversation. <laughs> uh, wow, the East Coast has the Devils, the West Coast has the Angels. Go figure, right? And, and the and, only cup I have is that alliance-wrestling.com mug filled with dubby. It's a very nice cup. And like I said earlier, my big fat hand fits through this very easily. It's oh, very yeah. – um, Well, as you were doing that, I just realized next time you, we, we go, we, you got to meet Christy James. You got to have her hold the merch. Oh, shit, yeah. You got to have CJ. You know, DK, DK was making the moves when we were in New Orleans. Like I'm sitting there – Trying to get the two uh, cute babs to talk about the NWA, and Jane's over, or excuse me, DKM's over there talking to Christy Jane. Like, hey, so when are they going to let you wrestle? He's he's out there trying to get the scoops. I'm out there just trying to get self promotion. Hey, Colby Carino, what do you think of this hat? Would you like to wear it? Did when I, is she going to wrestle? By the way, what was the answer? The answer was you have to uh, tweet at Billy Corgan if you want to see CJ wrestle in the ring, uh, not just be a presenter, which is. So this baffles me because I don't know how much she's getting paid to just be the valet and just, you know, you know, Vanna white it up. But like, I would imagine it's not much more to get her in the ring to wrestle, probably the same price. And uh, he could actually have a decent, uh, an additional decent woman talent in the ring, uh, you know, TV ready. But, you know, maybe that's too much for Billy to consider. Dead air. Dead airs, you know that's it's great. <laughs> I was them. waiting for you, Jaden. <laughs> like here, waiting for me. Oh, I would just say something about maybe she'll wrestle when what when the guy she manages get lung cancer. Oh, right. like, what? Oh, good. I caught up. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, let's. So you waited with... for that, huh? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I gotta say though, at the opening scene of Power, when it's going slow and they're showing faces before it speeds up. That shot of Christy Janes and uh, Magic Jake is probably the best picture in that, you know. The cigarette's there, and I hate it, but it is an amazing shot. Carry on. I Look, I think he – I don't think he would change his gimmick one bit if he got rid of the cigarette at yeah, all. It's dumb. It's And, and like, uh, you know, it, it's such over the top with the uh, silly gimmickness of the NWA anyway, but – you know, let's just let these guys wrestle. You know, that's that's what. Do you remember when he beat Rodney Mack by blowing tobacco in his eyes? Look, you know how powerful that was. We haven't seen Rodney Mack since. <laughs> he just he just up and quit. <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, I guess we spent enough time talking about everything. Let's talk a little bit about power. Um, well, you know what? <clears throat> Check that. Because there are some pretty cool things happening in the NWA right now. 
of course, uh, you know, like I said, you got Camille out here defending uh, the women's championship all over the place. We know Sion has been trying to get that national championship everywhere. I mean, he even was tweeting at uh, who was it? Um, uh, was it Takamichi? Let me try that again. Takamichi Noku. I think he was tweeting at him to try to get the national title into all Japan pro wrestling. Um, then of course we, we, uh, we do know that, uh, there is that live television taping that is coming up very, very soon. Um, it's actually coming up January 23rd tickets go on sale, uh, next, uh, Monday, I believe December 9th. Uh, yeah, next, next Monday, December 9th, the titles, uh, titles. Let's take a break. Maybe Jay's having a stroke over here. <laughs> the tickets go on sale on December 9th for, uh, the live taping that's going to be in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, that's going to be a live power event. And I don't know if that's a, oh, Hisa corrected me. It's not Taka. It was Tajiri. You know what? That might even be better actually. Um, but going back to it, uh, the live event, uh, which is supposed to be uh, January 23rd or Tuesday, and that's going to be 2023. And then there's supposed to be a pay-per-view that we've heard rumblings about that's supposed to happen in February. Of course, Tickets are already on sale now for the big show in Mexico. The world is a vampire festival, which is going to have uh, music groups like uh, some, some unknown band called the Smashing P- Pumpkins. And they're going to be uh, followed by um, Inter- Interpol. A couple other bands I've never heard of either, but they're going to interrupt the uh, live music to present live wrestling with stars from AAA taking on stars from the NWA and I think this is such a brilliant move. I kind of wonder why Billy didn't try to do this earlier. Jaden, tell me about your memories of rock and roll wrestling from the 80s. And, and do you think this is a good move for the NWA? I think it's a great publicity stunt for the NWA. If NWA takes over AAA, would it be the NWA? Yes. But... um. Seriously, though, Rock and Wrestling was huge in the 80s. One of my favorite all-time movies. It's so bad, it's great. It's called Body Slam. Yes. With Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Dirk Benedict and Tunga Tom uh, Fatu and a plethora of stars in professional wrestling. It was absolutely a legendary movie, and I recommend you find it and watch it. But I do think music and wrestling have always gone very well. There's a lot of times music with, I mean, I'm sorry, wrestling with music festivals. Uh, let's not, I'm not exactly sure I'd call it music, but the uh, Insane Clown Posse always had wrestling involved with them. Um, there's always great musical stars like Double J, ha, 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 Jeff Jarrett singing with my baby tonight. And it's definitely not Road Dog singing it. But um, yeah, see again, music and and wrestling always go hand in hand. But I also remember that when Dusty Rhodes wanted to have country concerts with the uh, with the Great American Bash, the most unpopular part of the whole thing was the country concert. Well, I mean, that makes sense too, right? I mean, uh, obviously a show like this, um, it being wedged right in the middle of a concert, like a, a big rock concert, you can't guarantee that every fan that's going to go is going to be a fan of pro wrestling or Lucha Libre, but I can guarantee you every Lucha Libre and pro wrestling fan that's there is really going to enjoy it. And, and, you know, 
the the optics are what kind of appeal to me the most because you know there was a few years ago Dave Marquez ran a live wrestling show right on Hollywood Boulevard right in front of uh, Grom's Chinese Theater and just the optics of seeing luchadors doing you know flying head scissors in front of the Grom Chinese Theater just popped me and and if you could ever see the pictures from that event it was it stunning it looks stunning now they had a pretty decent show because there was a, it was basically a free event um and i always told dave i said if you guys could make that happen again you should every year do a pay-per-view right there i think it would look so interesting just for regular wrestling fans to turn on the tv and see something like that uh with that being said like they're gonna fill up an arena maybe even a stadium of uh you know a concert but you're gonna have a lot of people there who will sit there and watch the wrestling as well. And, and when they're trying to book or trying to land a network TV deal, maybe, maybe not a, a big network, but trying to get the NWA on, on regular television on maybe on a satellite deal or something, when you could show potential advertisers, when you could show potential TV executives, 50,000 people watching your product, the optics of that is just going to look incredible. Have you guys ever been to a wrestling event other than obviously on Hollywood Boulevard where a very unique looking location where the event took place? I, I was at a show at a brewery once and I thought that was a pretty awesome vibe too, but it was a much smaller indie show. In fact, it was uh, Bumps and Bruises. That's Luke Hawk right there on the can, in case you can't tell. And uh, that was a lot of fun, but it, again, that's not a big venue uh, that you'd want to see, like the NWA run. Other Tim? than a bar, I, I can't think of anything other than a bar. Uh, a victory Championship up here in the Toronto area. I've seen you? wrestling events on the Jersey Shore on the beach. I've seen a wrestling event on the Battleship New Jersey. That sounds um, pretty awful. And I know Dog is trying to get that to happen once logistics work out. It might. I've been to a couple of that baseball stadiums. I don't know if that really counts. Um, I've worked on an event at the middle of a block in Newark, New Jersey, on Martin Luther King Boulevard, where we changed in the back with some in an alley with some chickens. We've also. I've been on an event inside a bowling alley. Okay. I've been in a wrestling event at a skating rink. Does that count? Yeah. Dog ran at the uh, then known Franklin skating center. That kind of guess counts, right? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we, we, Yokozuna got body slammed on a, on a battleship too. Yeah. Luger. And it was uh, a hip toss. And then I, uh, yeah, it was a hip toss actually. And then, uh, what, what was it? The 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 Jarrett Cruz. They did wrestling on the on a cruise ship for crying out loud. <clears throat> yeah, Ric Flair fought Wahoo McDaniel up here. I'm going to say 85, 84. I don't remember being younger than fourteen, but that was in the middle of a football field in uh, Toronto University uh, Varsity Stadium. I so can't weird. remember the participants but dennis carluza ran a card on an island in the middle of a river in new jersey and i believe the main event was uh, was it terry funk and stan hansen or 
Terry Funk and Dick Murdoch or something. I forget, but it was an interesting to have on a small little sandy island in the middle of like, again, a river in New Jersey. And I know in New Japan did wrestling did something very similar with Inoki and uh, Mr. Saito. Yeah. Mm. And uh, thanks. Willie really. points out 1984. So, I mean, I, from just from the optics of this event, I think it's going to look pretty cool. It depends, you know, it, it could be like, you know, B level triple a talent, um, which I hope it's not. I hope it's a full triple a versus full force NWA. Like, don't give me a scion, you know, versus blue demon junior in the main event. Like, don't, don't do that. Give me some top tier talent from the NWA and top tier talent from triple a. And I think it can be a lot of fun. Obviously you're going to see a uh, La rebellion. I mean, I think that's a slam dunk. Maybe that's, want- where, maybe that's where Hawk Ari will win the tag titles. I wonder if uh, there'll be any interaction with the stage for music. Do you guys remember, I'm going to say 99, 98, Steve Carino in ECW at like like a Limp Biscuit concert or, yes. or Lincoln Park or something? Limp Biscuit. Was it Limp Biscuit? Yeah. That was like really cowardly heel. You know, Carino at the time. I don't even remember what happened, but I remember that it happened. So <laughs> he, I- he kind of got up in his face, and I think there was a shoving altercation, and I don't think anything really did happen. Okay. Um, but they were, you know, Paul Heyman was good at getting publicity for ECW. I mean, he even had uh, Billy Corgan show up when he was like wearing a robe and completely like shaved head and very pale. Billy Corgan interacting with Steve Carino and ECW talents at the time. How is that different than the current uh, Billy Corgan? He doesn't wear robes anymore. He wears sweaters. Oh, okay. Wears sweaters. But yeah, I mean, all the same, like uh, I, I, I keep hearing people on the intranet who are so well-versed in professional wrestling tell me that because they put the title on Tyrus, that the NWA is is dying. It's it's going. It's on its last legs. But then I just listed three events that are coming up that really kind of have me excited. And I feel like the the drawback of having Tyrus hold your ten pounds of gold is also what helps set up you know Jordan Clearwater to be your television champion, and kind of forces the NWA to look a bit a little bit younger uh, lower down the card. So I don't know. I, I, I kind of am excited to see what happens next. I don't know. If, it's kind of like a car accident because I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but I know I can't take my eyes off it. I think for a lot of people, it's a matter of, um, in terms of in-ring work, name a shittier champion in NWA history. No, there there isn't. No, and that's, that's completely fair. That is 100% that is fair. Um, yeah, that's true. At least Colorado Kid could wrestle. Yeah, I mean, Colorado Kid could wrestle. Sabu could wrestle. Uh, you know, you, you start going back, you know, post Ric Flair in 1993 and the WCW and New Japan leaving the NWA, there was always a very competent world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it never had a bad champion, even when it was in the hands of Impact. You know, you... You can look back in in AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, Ron Killings, 
not one of those guys was a bad champion. Uh, Raven, uh, Abyss, Christian Cage. Uh, again, not one of those guys was someone I would consider a bad champion. Like, yeah, Pac-Man not... Jones was the tag champ. Who was? Pac-Man Jones. That wasn't NWA. That was Impact. That was NWA. Him and Ron Killings were NWA tag champs. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna source you on this. I think it was, wasn't I? He so, says in the house, isn't he? <laughs> what's that? He says here, is he not? Yeah, he says should know. Come he's on. <laughs> um, I'll look it up right now. Damn, he's held that WWE 24-7 champion. You're going to look that up, I imagine, on wrestling-titles.com. That would be uh, the best place to look it up. It is, absolutely. You're definitive. The number one source of professional wrestling title history. Um, but I uh, actually did a cheat, and it was in 2007. September 9th, 2007 to October 14th, Ron Killings and Pac-Man Jones were the TNA World Tag Team Champions. Ron Killings held the tag titles with BG, uh, BG James of Three Live Crew. On on in what year was the NWA still connected? Uh, the NWA ended its relationship. Uh, I think it was in two thousand six. I can look that up if I go to alliance-wrestling.com. Your number one source for news and information on the National Wrestling Alliance. We, we just hit the plugs as hard as we can here. Did I tell you guys that we have new merchandise available in the merch store? That's really interesting, Jay. Hey, if you can't remember right off the top of your head, maybe a hit of Dubby would clear some <laughs> of the fog. <laughs> that might help. It's supposed to give you a more per, precise shot uh, when it comes to your gaming and uh, mental exercises ron killings uh hisa and pac-man jones i love how we'll just sit here and wait for he said to pull the information (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just checked the nwa tag history they do not list um we'll give you pac-man Pac-Man Jones, TNA tag champ. Well, I know it was 2007 in October when they crowned the world's heavyweight champion, and that was Adam Pierce after the the uh, reclaiming the glory, reclaiming the gold uh, tournament. But I can't tell you when that tournament took place. Um, but I, I think I think that was uh, I know it kicked off in the spring of 2007, so that might have been when they stripped Christian Cage of the title. Anyways, it doesn't matter. We went off on a tangent that doesn't really matter. Issa says not NWA. And uh, Dave Scooby wants to point out that uh, Billy had Markova and Curio wrestle on stage during recent uh, Smashing Pumpkin shows. Yeah, I do, I do recall that. I felt like, uh, you know, another band that did something similar uh, was uh, Pucifer, um, the Maynard James Keenan side project. They were touring. Uh, all over the world and actually had pro wrestling shows um, the lead up to the concerts. So, uh, and there was a couple of talents from the Santino uh, brothers wrestling Academy. And one of which was Heather Monroe, uh, my, my uh, seatmate for when I flew to China and we talked all about how she 
was only like two years into her wrestling career and literally had wrestled on almost every continent in the world. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. Now she has. She just, except for uh, Atlant- um, Antarctica. Or Atlantis. She probably hasn't wrestled Atlantis yet. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Namor has the, you know, doors closed, so uh, that won't happen. But um, let's move into some more wrestling talk, um, more current wrestling talk. Of course, uh, we had a... Oh, I'm sorry. That, not that one. Sorry, guys. That was, that was the wrong quote of the show. Uh, we had this week's episode of Power, which saw the debut of probably my new favorite tag team, a Blunt Force Trauma. Now, I didn't know that the announced team was so uh, on the nose about who this tag team is. Um, obviously, uh, you know, we don't try to break kayfabe on the show, but if you look real hard at that picture, you could probably identify who those talents are. Um, I was kind of disappointed that the announced team was just uh, laying into like, well, he's got an M on his tights, so I think we know who it is. It's like, God, guys, just why do you have to spoil the joke? Why, like, it's more fun not to know. I mean, it's Ron get, Simmons like, and Butch Reed, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the ghost of Butch Reed and, and the son of Ron Simmons. Damn. <laughs> damn. That would be funny if one of them did say damn, though, right? Darn. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, I really like this debut for this tag team. I really like the dynamic. I think Aaron Stevens. I like Aaron Stevens a lot as a wrestler, but I think there's a lot to to be said about him as a manager, and uh, you know, especially a manager that can take bumps. And I really think that this tag team has a lot of juice. Um, no pun intended to go pretty far in the NWA. Jaden, you, you're a fan of tag team wrestling. What do you think of the pairing, at least on the surface? What do you think of what these guys look like? Well, I think they're a couple of Mac Daddies, honestly. I think they could, uh, I think that could take on the fixers and maybe be the next NWA United States tag team champions or maybe even the next NWA world tag team champions. I got a good look. I like the mass gimmick on them. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I think the white boy challenge is, is something they can forget about, but I think it'll be a great tag team. And I actually like the way they look with the masks. It's, it has this neat aesthetic that wrestling is kind of missing and they are big beefy guys that Billy Corgan must like. I mean, that's if you check his history on his browser, he's all loaded with big beefy, beefy guys. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tim, what, I mean, you saw, you watched it live. Well, not live, but you watched it this uh, Tuesday. They made their debut on Power. Um, you saw their promo on Saturday. What What do you think of the pair? What do you think of them going forward? I mean, the the, the debut was perfect. Just they debuted against uh, David Powers, and I think his name was Eddie Vero from Wildcat, and uh, they just came in and beat the shit out of those guys. It, it wasn't. It wasn't anything less than that, and that's the way they should have debuted. Just smash and and you know destroy and and even their their uh, uh, on previously on NWA USA their their interview with May Valentine before they did their debut was just basically you know yelling and raw we're here to destroy and that was it. It was like a twenty second thirty second interview. And that's what they did. And it looked great. I like both of these guys. Um, 
if they continue it this way, there's, you know, as, as our friend Dave Scooby said, there's too many masks in the NWA right now, but here's two that can stay as far as, as far as I'm concerned. I like them both. I agree with you. And, and we, if you look at the current direction of the NWA tag teams, like we, we, after the Crockett cup, we kind of took a loss on some teams, right? Like we lost Kratos and Stevens as a tag team, the, the former champions. Uh, we lost, uh, you know, them boys, the Briscoes. Uh, it looks like we've lost, or well, we did lose the uh, Commonwealth connection. Uh, it looks like we've lost uh, the, uh, the uh, OG kingdom, right? So there's a lot of tag teams that have been slowly disappearing from the NWA. And we got in, uh, in New Orleans, we got an influx of new tag teams that I kind of hope stick around. If, if dirty Dango is gone, I I think JTG and the Pope uh, affectionately called the God squad by Dave Scooby. I think they uh, have some standing ground. I think that they'd be interesting to continue in that division. I'm not sure what the future holds for Hawk Ari, but if they remain in the NWA, of course they they're always close to the top of the number one contenders. You got the fixers with the U.S. tag titles. You've got uh, the uh, Ill, the illegitimate boys, and I mean the ill-begotten boys. Um, you've got the miserably faithful, which again, like, I, I'm ready for that to run its course. But the spectaculars, uh, the spectaculars, the Southern gentlemen, the adequates. Are they adequate, though? Are they? I'm trying to be kind. Oh, fair enough. Um, I just feel like the, the the division is starting to pick up, and I think that's important because it, it felt very, um, especially after Crockett Cup, it felt like the, the, the talent pool kind of diminished. And, you know, the spectaculars, for what it's worth, I mean, they're not I, – I don't see the uh, world title tag team <laughs> – I don't see them uh, making a run at the world tag titles for a while. Um, let's see. Uh, the Unremarkables. Ah, uh, that's good. Oh, yeah. uh, James H. Jackson says, Dumb Boys are currently the HOG tag champions. Luthes says, bring the Dawsons and Reno Scum back. Reno Scum would be a great addition to the NWA tag team division. And Doty, I know Doty loves the Dawsons. He loves those big, beefy boys. Um and yeah, Doty, uh, DKM is going to be taking the rest of the month, uh, rest of the year off. He'll be back in January. But uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, the the introduction of this tag team, as well as JTG and the Pope, if it's something that they continue to uh, hopefully leave those guys around, I think those are two very solid additions to the tag team. Uh, Tim, you agree? I do. Yeah, I mean, I. It's funny. When does a Crockett Cup take place? How many? months have we got before that potentially comes back uh march is i think where we had it last so like uh with that big event happening in uh, mexico i I could see them pushing it back to maybe april or may yeah yeah it's still not a lot of time no but you know what they might not even do a crockett cup in 2023 Uh, i mean we took a break we had one in 2019 of course the pandemic paused in 2020 we were supposed to have the Crockett Cup. That was the next pay-per-view scheduled to happen. 2021, there was nothing until the end of the year. And, of course, when they are back for the attack, when they came back, uh, or no, when our shadows fall, I guess, when they came back, uh, you know, they 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 skipped the pay-per-view, the, the tag team, all tag team pay-per-view until the following year. So Right. 
So I don't know if they'll have a, a, a tag team uh, tournament this year. I, I hope they do, but I, I'm not going to hold my breath for it. I don't even know if they have the talent, but like, I don't know that they have. I, I you know what? I, I don't know this, and I mean that honestly, but I don't get the sense that just hearing peripherally, like we all do, that they have the relationships to get tag teams from outside either. No. If you can't do it for Empower, and that was the part of, well, that wasn't really the excuse. It was just the excuse was there isn't enough talent out there that's available. But if those relationships have soured, uh, you know, I don't know how you do it. Well, so the growing relationship with MLW kind of makes me a little hopeful because maybe that means we get uh, a Von Eric, uh, Von Eric tag team and the Crockett Cup. You know, but but knowing yeah. the NWA, they'll have the Crockett's. Or excuse me, the Von Erichs win the Crockett Cup and then never appear in the NWA again. Yeah, um, yeah. Willie, I'd like Willie to see um, the American Wolves in the NWA. Davy Richards, absolutely. Davy Richards and um, help me out, Eddie Edwards. Him. Eddie Edwards, yeah, that would be a good one. Or uh, I think um, the Motor City Machine Guns are free agents right now. I think. And then you've got like tag teams like the TMDK, who yes, they're under contract to New Japan Pro Wrestling, but uh, have appeared outside of New Japan. Shane Haste and uh, Mikey Nichols would be the tag team, but you could also Shane Haste and Bad Dude Tito, mm-hmm. or another Bad Dude Tito tag team, the Wolf Zaddies. Um, so I mean, there's all kind, there's all all sorts of uh, directions they could go to bring in some tag teams. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like they could bring in anyone from the United wrestling network. Dave Marquez doesn't have any kind of embargo against that. Um, with obviously they're using Jordan Clearwater and that didn't prevent the end of uh, United wrestling network from putting the world title on him. But uh, I think the yeah, old school I, empire would win the car cup if they were booked. The old school empire. Yeah. Well, that's a, a different kind of fixer, right? The original fixer Vinny the fixer. But, um, so yeah, I mean, getting back to the power show, that was a perfect debut for for that uh, pair, and I, I really like Aaron Idol, Aaron Stevens as the manager in that situation. Um, I think it's going to be a good fit. I kind of got that Paul Ellering vibe, and I know that's maybe that's probably what he's going for because he was holding the paper the whole time. He's got but the it, sunglasses. It, yeah, it, it worked, and I I, I dug it. And the thing is, if they decide later to throw him back in the ring, I mean, he could do a, a six-man tag with those guys and, and literally just play that chicken shit ill with the right. two bad dudes in the ring uh, next to him. Um, the next match up we'll talk about is uh, the returning, re-debuting uh, uh, Samantha Starr taking on Kylan King. Um you know, watching this match live was a lot different than watching it on TV. Uh, I was very impressed with Samantha Starr at the taping. Um, watching her in the ring, I, I I didn't think she was the most competent in the ring, but what she was able to do is kind of garner some sympathy from the fans that were there locally. And I didn't hear it on the TV, but like there were a lot of people out there cheering for Samantha Starr during the course of this match. I don't know. And call me a downer. I don't know what Baby Doll brings to this. And in 2022, I don't know what Baby Doll brings to get me excited about pro wrestling. Um, but evidently, it appeals to some people. The match itself was fine. Of course, Kylan King isn't going to go down to uh, a re-debuting talent. But it was just a, 
a fun little introduction match and Kylan King looks like Kylan King and uh, Samantha Starr needs a little bit of work. What do you think about this one, Tim? I think it was Hebes on Discord who called her serviceable. Yeah. Uh, perfect. It's a perfect, you know, explanation. She doesn't, she's, she's young. She's green. She doesn't look that, that much in, in, in terms of talent in the, in the ring, but serviceable. And it was, you know, kind of funny how like they, she had had her, her interview on NWA USA. They're going to make this big, uh, splash and they're coming after Kylan King and then down she goes. But we all we all kind of expected that. Um, yeah, I don't get the baby doll connection either. I, I know it's her mom, but I don't get yeah. the connection and what she brings, other than what she brings for Samantha Starr just being her mom. She'd bring a name value and and NWA association. That's the only thing she's bringing, and she's also a third generation wrestler, Samantha Starr. Um, baby doll's mom is also involved in the business, but let's not forget her father, Sam Houston and her grandfather is Grizzly Smith, but we can avoid that one. Yeah. yeah but she's still, that's a lot of wrestling, uh, lineage that she's part of. I would her have uncle's Jake snake and her aunt's rock and Robin. Yeah. I would, I would have loved to see her connect with that DDT at least once though. You know what I mean? Like just really hit it and, and get that two and a half count. Yeah. You know, well, maybe it's better that she didn't because we want her to finish people with it if her, you know, if, as Jake's her uncle. I think that was the only person in their family that they mentioned on the show was was Jake. They, I think Gary yeah. mentioned that, but he didn't mention Robin or Houston or, um, well, we don't want to mention Grizzly, but. Well, and that's, and, and that's kind of, again, I don't know if it's problematic or if it's just short-sighted by the NWA, like, you bring in Baby Doll because you want to tie yourself to the n- nostalgia and the legacy of the NWA, but then you didn't talk about two thirds of the uh, of the dynamic of that family. Like again, uh, Rock and Robin, Sam Houston, both of those names could have been dropped, and and the people who remember Baby Doll, I, I can probably guess they would remember those two names as well. I just want to know: Does she have an envelope with pictures of anybody of uh, Billy Corgan in the NWA? Is that the baby doll? That might be the big surprise we're waiting to hear down the road. Um, and then next up, this match was mostly forgettable. I I was attending it live, and I got to be honest with you, this is the part in the show where I uh, put down my camera and just started talking to people because I wasn't. I don't care about the spectaculars and and the Cardonas. I don't care about Matt Cardona's feud with Rolando. This, in the same vein of EC3 and Tom Latimer, they've just churned me off so much with it that it, I, I don't care. I don't care. But uh, that's the matchup we had next. Of course, the stipulation is if Rolando wins, excuse me, if the Spectaculars win, Rolando gets to face Cardona for that title shot. If the Cardonas win, they get five minutes alone with Rolando. Or as I said last night uh, on the other lines, guys, seven minutes in heaven. Um, I just thought this was a, a stupid match. I will say this, that the, this is probably the best the spectaculars have looked. Um, uh, Brady Pierce was able to take that, uh, with a highlight reel. What is, what is Cardona's finishing move called? Oh, the radio silence, the radio silence. He was able to turn that into a, a pretty decent looking power bomb. And I was very impressed with that. They did. They connected with that, uh, atomic drop, uh, 
mafia kick uh, combination. I thought that was really cool. They had some bright spots in the match. They ended up winning by disqualification because Cardona got too touchy with the referee. But all in all, not a bad match considering. But I'm just over. Uh, I'm over the Cardona family, and honestly, I'm over the spectaculars. So is Hudson. Hudson is too. Yeah. Hudson showed him the old b-hole. That's it. Yep. Take a good long look, buddy. Um, that that's what he thinks of the spectaculars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, man, I I get why you put your camera down. I, you know, the spectaculars. What did you call them, Jaden? The unremarkables. <laughs> the unremarkables. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's more fitting. I just just need a lot of work. I am I am. There is something in Rolando I maintain, but it is not <clears throat> as as you know to beat Matt Cardona twice and then you know what happens after this. Um, it's too much, and I'm you know if there was anything to Matt Cardona, I'm I'm skipping ahead. But if there was anything to Matt Cardona, there's nothing there for me now. I, he's not not world championship material for me anymore. I was really hoping that the announcements that he was trying to, uh, the announcement that he did at the uh, last um, WrestleCade was him signing with the WWE because that would just take him out of the picture, out of the equation, and we could drop all this Cardona, you know, NWA world champion, give him that title back. I just don't feel like he did enough when he was champion. And since then has only gotten worse. Jaden, as someone who evaluates wrestling talent uh, quite often, I mean, I know you can make money with Matt Cardona, but at this point, if you're the NWA, how do you how do you pull value out of a guy who's basically losing to a mini? Let's just say that when Matt Cardona came in, he had all the potential in the world to maybe turn the NWA around. Unfortunately, yes. the NWA's booking completely turned Matt Cardona around and around and around and now he's he's better off just he was better off when he was jobbing out in the wwe i think he was still more over uh, dave scooby says the aoks for the spectaculars i love that it's the aoks the all right that's nah, perfect i think that's perfect uh Jane. well said yeah um when you look at the um the booking like he came in and a lot of people were talking and I mean, Jesus Christ, let's, let's call it what it is. They put the belt on Matt Cardona because he was moving the needle because he got people talking about the NWA. Yeah. But what have they done with that since then? What, where, where did that momentum go? I, I know he got injured, but still he had the one match against Nick Aldis at Crockett cup where it was a screw job that kept the belt on him, which didn't make any sense then either. You know, that would have been the perfect opportunity to give him a strong victory to make it like solidify his title reign. And then he gets hurt on the indies. Yeah, the needle the needle's moving. Unfortunately, it's moving to E. Yeah. And that's not the WWE, unfortunately. <laughs> tell tell us how this ended. Tell us how this ended, Jay, and what happened next. Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, on bated breath, guys. So then Rolando, uh, obviously now that the uh AOK has won the match. Rolando says, all right, I get my shot at uh, Cardona. And again, <clears throat> Cardona's getting worked over by Rolando for a third time. 
it's basically a fluke nut shot followed up with a uh, uh, the air raid, whatever he calls that move. I, I'm not going to bother remembering it. And, he, and, and finally, Cardona gets the victory. Finally, Cardona is free of Rolando. But is he really? Like, we all think that's the end, but do we really know that that's the end? Well, hopefully the end is near. And we won't have to see Rolando anymore. Tim, what do you if think? I, if I can have 10 seconds just to, to play something. Sure. I mean, I mean, what else is there to say? Next. Next. <laughs> There is no next. That's that's it for power. That's the best part then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other, other than maybe that that's it. Maybe that's it for Rolando with the Cardonas. You know, I, I have on my laptop underneath the camera the live version of our show, what's everyone's seen on YouTube. So just now I saw the, the explosion in the trash can <laughs> on fire. And I got to say, it pops me every time I see it. We don't really use that on this, uh, on the Alliance guys much, but maybe we should because that's Please. Just, Please. Uh, that's a media M5 creation. Thank you, Matt. Uh, yeah, it just... If this I, is, I missed this at the beginning. You guys get each other's names wrong on purpose now? Is that the... Did I call him? I called him Matt again, didn't I? You did. Oh, shit, man. At least you didn't try throwing an extra N in there. Uh, Man. Excuse me, Mike. I apologize. It's been a very long couple of days for me. I'm sorry. Mike. 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 It's me, Mike, from wrestling. Yeah. Remember that. Shit. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send Mike a shirt because I just feel like a piece of shit right now. So I'll figure that out later. Um, but I mean that's that was power, guys. That was uh, the the program that I pay four ninety nine a month for, and I guess that's uh, you know if you break that down to a weekly status, that's like a little bit more than a dollar a week. And uh, I don't I think I might be overpaying. Do do you and I don't know we want to get into this right now, but do you have an understanding on how that's going to change in the new year? So in James March? James H. Jackson shared some information with me, uh, something that he saw on the internet, and I'm going to paraphrase it the best I can. But what it appears to be is that um, if you were on the uh, initial um, the the original plan. Right. It's basically that you'd get all the pay-per-views and, and power for uh, on Tuesdays versus Thursdays. What it sounds like it's going to happen is uh, you have that plan until it runs out, until your year-long subscription runs out. Once it runs out, you have the ability to stay, to stay subscribed for the $4.99 that they'll offer you some pay-per-views, but not, not – not, you won't be getting the new content, just the older pay-per-views you can go back and watch and <clears throat> basically having access to the library. And uh, real quick, I got to sh- shout out my boy, pole jump right here. Chris Adonis should be the NWA world champion. Pole jump. You're awesome, brother. Love you, man. Hope everything's going well out there for you. Um, so it sounds like we're basically giving up our free pay-per-views, 
But then the backside of that is I think that they're going to combine the NWA All Access plan to just Fight Plus, which is combined with like GCW and a, a couple other indies that are like $4.99 a month um, that just don't include the NWA pay-per-views. And then you'll be paying a uh, regular price for the NWA pay-per-views, the, the, the $24.99 a month. Or not a month, but uh, $24.99 a quarter, I guess. So... I would like you to know what he thinks of this new plan. <laughs> I'm just going to do this real quick and just just so we can. Uh, hey, it's just me. I was You're trying up, to get baby. I was trying to get the cat butthole in the shot. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like this kind of feels like a, a bad move in that I feel like you're alienating a fan base who stood by you when times were tough and chunked out our $50 a year to see the pay-per-views to get all, everything for free. And like, I don't even feel that they uh, fulfilled the promise of the initial all access, which they said there was going to be content exclusive to fight. And then we never got any exclusive content. It was all available on YouTube two days after the fact. Yeah. So I, I don't understand, like, I, I feel like as a consumer, I kind of got ripped off already, and now you're going to take away the free pay-per-views and make me pay full price for pay-per-views that, again, I, I, I'm subscribed to the Peacock here in the United States. I pay $4.99 a month. I have to watch commercials, but I can watch The Office and every WWE pay-per-view I want for the same cost that I can watch Indies on Fight and the NWA. That value isn't there. Hey, Rick. Rick's here. I, you know, it's. I don't know that that I'm the right guy. Like, I have never gone back and watched a pay per view that I have already watched before, unless it was, you know, the original War Games or yeah. something way back in the day. But I, I, maybe maybe you guys do that. I don't know, Jaden. I occasionally watch the first WWECW um, pay-per-views, the first two. And um, I definitely like to watch a lot of the old Crockett stuff. I mean, I've watched Starcade 87, which was the first one I ever had on videotape about a bajillion times. Right. Um, so, but modern stuff, I can't think of anything that I could think of. No, I really can't. There's been some great pay-per-views too, you know, within the last few years from different companies. And I've thought, hey, that was at a great time. I've never gone back and watched them. And specifically, I don't think I've ever gone back and watched an NWA pay-per-view, not one of the Lightning One era. You know, I, I don't go back and say, Oh, hey, let's let's watch hard times again, you know, let's watch it again for the first time. No. Yeah. So I just there's no value in that package idea for me. No, and 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 really, so what's the added value is that you get to watch yeah. Power on Tuesdays instead of thir uh, Fridays. If and they really, really, really want to make money, they should make you watch Power and pay money to stop watching it. <laughs> Give you the pay per views for free because apparently they're decent, and then <laughs> you have to pay to not watch Power. Well, you know, and I'm almost at the point where I wouldn't mind paying for just the pay-per-views and take a pass on paying for power. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think Jeremy and, and Dave are in the chat. I just Do we want to stay on Wednesdays? <laughs> That's the only advantage to paying for the the year right now, yeah. it looks like, right? Nathan Ogden, who's been on before, is proclaiming the NWA is dead. Nathan, I, I get what you're saying, brother. I do, but it's not. It's not. There's, there's 20 people in this chat right now talking about the NWA, whether you like it or not. The NWA isn't dead. They're just selling. Unfortunately, they're not selling very good pay-per-views or TV <laughs> well, the shows. The pay-per-views are good. It's the, the weekly shows that are, are suffering. Luthes says he just wishes he could watch Aldous versus Skrull again. Are you talking about from the Crockett Cup 2019, which was a pretty decent match? Or are you talking about the train wreck that almost happened in 2020 when uh, the stipulation was that uh, if 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 uh, – if Skrull didn't win the title, they, they would refund all, everyone who bought a ticket to the show. Like, that was just a clusterfuck waiting to happen, and I'm glad it didn't happen because, you know, just a few weeks later, Marty Skrull turns out to be some sort of um, Me Too movement, and I won't get into anything more than that, but that would have been a completely, entirely different can of worms to open up. Hey, Jay and Tim, do you know what's a great value? What is a great value? What is it? Tell us. You could watch all of the matches from Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators on YouTube for free. You don't have to pay $4.99. And now you could see, just uploaded about a few hours ago, the World Wrestling Grand Prix Heavyweight Championship match as Chris Steeler took on Devante's. And then in a couple days, you'll see Eric Martin defending the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators Championship against uh, Nikos Rikos. And then the old school empire is going to be a couple days after that. And if things work out, there'll be a new match um, uploaded every other day until Christmas. If things work out well. And it's all free on YouTube. You say all free on YouTube. Hey Jay, what is that link again? Well, I just put it in the, in the chat. Um, I believe it's youtube.com forward slash dog pro wrestling. That's D a W G pro wrestling. And uh, you know, there's at 742 subscribers, which just baffles me how it's only at 742 subscribers. Because as somebody who watches the show quite regularly, in fact, I watched uh, a match earlier today. No, I'm sorry. It was yesterday. I watched yesterday a match from the pause for the cause event. And, uh, you know, I just, it was uh, the alpha dog challenging the WWGP champion. And I just couldn't believe like there's only 742 people watching. Um, Nathan Ogden says, please bring back 90s and 2000s style of wrestling. Nathan Ogden, I'll do you one better. Go check out Dog Pro Wrestling and, and watch some of those matches and tell me you didn't have a good time. <clears throat> but um, as it were, I believe we're, you know, we're, we're coming up to the two-hour mark. But this was kind of a short episode of Power. and We've kind of talked everything there is to talk about NWA. Uh, Tim, I'm going to give you an opportunity to plug the podcast, the website, the the title competition and uh, all things NWA gold. Yeah. Um, first, I guess the other Alliance guys podcast that myself, Jeremy at wrestling with the MMA and Dave Scooby, our fantasy booker have Wednesday nights at uh, six Oh five uh, Eastern uh, standard time. And what is that? That's three, uh, three Oh five out of the Pacific coast. 
uh, where we uh, where we squat on Jake Howe's inter intellectual property and uh, you know basically try to ruin his brand name. Um, <laughs> I am at NWA Gold underscore for now on Twitter. I am rebranding. I am taking the NWA out of my name. I'm still have an all NWA belt focus, uh, but I'm just gonna start standing on my own two feet and not use someone else's product name. So in order to do that, we are having a contest for this, the last of my bootlegs. Well, I'm not quite the last of my bootlegs, but uh, almost the last of my bootlegs, 10 pounds of gold. Uh, if you go to my Twitter um, handle, my Twitter page, and look at the pinned post, like that post, retweet it with your suggestion for NWA Gold's new name. If I pick it, this is yours. I will ship it to you at no cost. We have contests like this fairly regularly. Uh, Media M5, who might be Mike, it might be Matt. Jay doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> he uh, uh, he recently won a signed Bret Hart puck. Yeah, look at that. Bit. Look at that bad boy right there. Eh? I love that belt. Yeah, it's a beauty. Um, yeah, so please go there and, uh, you know, your chance to, to win. And uh, that's it. I'm at nwagold.com for belt bios. I start adding them slowly, and I haven't been doing them for a long, long time. Um, but I hope to in the near future. And, uh, Jaden, I know we talked about the uh, Dog Pro Wrestling on YouTube, but uh, anything else coming up in the in the not-too-far future? No. <laughs> All right. No, unfortunately, um, the annual Christmas event doesn't look like it's going to be happening. I'm a little sore on that one right now. It's a little, that's a bummer. And um, the next thing is actually going to be at Rowan University, but that's a private event. Private. Um, so that one really not for the public. But if things work out well, we'll probably see it on the uh, Dog Pro Wrestling YouTube page, you know, if things work out well. So I guess the next one is Saturday night. Uh, March 25th, I guess currently still at the MaxFit Sports Center, located at 240 Delcy Drive South in beautiful uptown Glassboro, Rustic, Glassboro, New Jersey. I almost forgot the Rustic. Don't forget the Rustic. Yeah, can't forget the Rustic. And I know uh, J-Cal is planning on being there, and allegedly DKM is planning on being there. And Tim is going to take a eight-and-a-half-hour ride down to be there, possibly. And Dave Scooby, who's the only Alliance guy who's been to a dog event besides myself, it may we want to see if we can get him there. Wait and a minute. Kevin Frazier's been to a dog event. He was on a dog event. <laughs> oh, that doesn't count. He was on a dog event. That's so the next step above. All right. And going to one. And 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 maybe uh maybe Rick Del Santo will join us out there too. It sounds like we're gonna have a squad, so that'd be kind of cool. Maybe we'll get Jay and DK to take on the old school empire. Can you take one of those chops from Patch? You know, I could probably take about one, and then you're probably going to have to call 911. Look, anyone in the world can take one. Yeah. <laughs> it's whether or not can you take two. Well. I cannot. I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to pass on that one because I have a wife and kids, and you would feel really bad if I died right there in a dog ring. That will be a lot of controversy. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Moving along so that I don't get chopped when I go to New Jersey. Um, of course, we are still sponsored by Dubby. Uh, it, the link is in the bio. If you make a purchase, you 
I will save 10% on your purchase and I make 10% off your purchase. Full disclosure, it is a for-profit type situation here. I love the product. I actually use the product, but I would not lie to you and tell you that I'm just doing this because uh, for whatever reason, I, I actually get paid from it. And then, of course, we have a lot of merchandise on the merch shop. Unfortunately, the bikini option is no longer available, so you cannot have an Alliance blog bikini. My wife will be the only one. Um, I'm sorry, so Jeremy. You know, it's all I can you, say about that. Will Mike slash Matt be able to get one? Well, who? Mike slash Matt. Uh, m no, Mike can get a T-shirt. Matt can get kick rocks. Matt can kick rocks. Uh, but Mike is going to get a T-shirt. I'm going to send him a T-shirt. because. Hey, Jay, I have a request, though. What's that? What about an Alliance-Wrestling.com or an Alliance Guys shaker cup? That's actually brilliant. Uh, that's not on there right now. We do have travel ceramic travel mugs. We have, of course, the coffee mugs. We have fanny packs, um, sweaters. But yeah, that a shaker cup. I will look into that because that's actually a, a solid idea. And now the battery died. So forgive me while I talk and change a battery at the same time. Uh, but uh, Jeremy says, what did I miss? Uh, no longer can you get the Alliance blog uh, bathing suit, Jeremy. Sorry. Um, but then again, uh, <clears throat> that's the uh, sponsorship and, and opportunities to help support the Alliance guys uh, financially. Also, I do want to point out that um, next week is going to be a very busy week for your boy, Jake Howe, because we will be speaking to Danny Limelight ahead of his uh, United Wrestling Network world title match against Jordan Clearwater. We'll be speaking to uh, our boy, Vinny. With regards to Russellville, talking about the uh, upcoming book that is, I think it's out now. I think you guys can get that now. Um, we'll be talking to him about that as well. And then, of course, you have the pre-party with me on Tuesday, the other Alliance guys Wednesday at 6.05, and, of course, the Alliance guys next week. It'll be me, uh, Jaden, and Rick Del Santo uh, of the Pro Wrestling Zone. So we're going to have a, we're gonna have some fun, guys. Um, Mike Mike said that he was hoping that Tyrus would wear that T-shirt or uh, the bikini. I guess no, no, no one needs to see that. How do you keep getting it backwards? His name is Matt. No, don't don't do that to me. You will totally get me, and I will, and then I'll forever be confused. Hey, medium Mike Matt five. Um, Tyrus can wear a regular pair of shorts, and it'll be a thong on him. Well, you know they or still have the one piece bathing suit, and I was thinking about sending that out to Poyo. Nothing, nothing, no reaction. I just, right. no, not touching it. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it, guys. Uh, sorry the show kind of fell off the rails here, but uh, we do appreciate you being here every Thursday. I certainly am grateful for all of you that uh, join us every Thursday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday. Um, none of us are getting rich doing this podcast, but we do it because we enjoy the community. We enjoy talking about the NWA and wrestling in general. And we enjoy the camaraderie. You guys make the show just as fun for us to do as hopefully it is for you guys to listen to. Um, if you miss any part of the show, you can always watch it back on YouTube. Or if you prefer to listen to the podcast, uh, it's available on Apple, uh, Stitcher, um, Amazon, as well as Spotify. On any really, really any of the uh, podcasting platforms, you can check it out later. But uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, show times will be posted as soon as they're confirmed. But until next time, uh, for Tim, for Jaden, thank you very much, guys. And we'll see you as soon as I find the link uh, at the matches.
Thanks for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are The Alliance.